0: hello and welcome to another episode of the prop swap podcast we are your hosts ian epstein and luke pergandy and we are also the founders of prop swap the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you. We will get into some uh, NFL Week 17 news and notes. Uh, we will talk about Ohio finally launching sports betting. Uh, a wild college football semifinals. Uh, but first, uh, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the the events of, of Monday Night Football uh, with uh, Bill Safety, Demar Hamlin. Um, Luke, I know you've been following the story closely, uh, especially just with the the outpouring of support. Um, so, what were your you know your quick
1: thoughts and reactions to to what happened? Yeah, super scary moment. Um, watching the game on Monday Night Football, um, initially thought it was you know as any injury we think that's serious. I thought it was a brain issue, which is you know CTE or you know related a head injury. Um, but upon watching it again, it got hit in the chest, and that's. That was more of a heart injury, as it seems like that's what the what the issue was. So cardiac injury, um, it's a dangerous game. And we we typically think that it's going to result in brain injuries, which it may end up being a brain injury because his heart stopped and wasn't pumping blood to his brain. So it may end up being that. But the initial uh, trauma was heart related so super scary um literally can't recall a time ever where we don't know if a player's safety is okay more than you know 15 hours after the event so extremely scary Um, the outpouring of support um for his uh, toy drive has been incredible we're up to four million dollars raised for his uh, toy drive charity that he started and in buffalo i believe he's originally from pittsburgh buffalo and pittsburgh are pretty close to each other um ironically so um you know just amazing outpouring of support across the the the, the country not even just sports fans like this this new york times was writing about it, and wall street journal and cnbc's been talking about today just amazing outpouring of support we hope he's okay and um you know if you'd like to donate go go find that toy drive it's super easy to donate uh to GoFundMe, and uh Uh, you know we're just taking this as it goes but amazing um, community that's came together after that injury and we hope he's okay
0: yep Uh, I couldn't have said any better myself Uh, obviously it's very scary when CPR is being administered on the field Um, that's not something you you see often if not at all uh, in a a football game so uh, obviously very scary and um, you know the 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 making up of the game and the remainder of the the last week of the regular season is all kind of secondary uh, to to you know this this player's health so uh, we we wish him a speedy recovery and um, you know we'll uh, we'll take it from there um, talking about um, this previous weekend the college football semifinal playoff um, you won't find two more exciting games back to back than than that. Um, uh Darren Ravel had a tweet about uh you know this was the cr the the Michigan TCU game was the craziest in-game betting game since the World Cup final <laughs> um it was it, it was just that crazy back and forth um uh something that was that we didn't mention last week but uh TCU is the was the biggest long shot to ever reach the college football playoff the 14 playoff uh the end of the season of 201 uh that supplanted last year where cincinnati was 150 to one uh the only difference is that cincinnati uh did not make it to the finals um and tcu did so uh just a a, a crazy story for a team that was 200 to one, you know projected to finish sixth in their conference you know let alone you know win it and and, and make the you know go undefeated during the, during the regular season um and you know just add that to a long line of of long shots in the
1: last 12 months right it, it literally feels like we've been running this business for eight years. And I li- I think 2022 might be the the best list of underdogs that have got painstakingly close to winning the championship. Like you pointed out on our podcast last week, Bengals at the beginning of t- 2022, of course, in February, were a 301 long shot. They go all, all the way to the Super Bowl. And then the Celtics in uh, June were 101. They go to the NBA Finals and lose to the Warriors. Fast forward to October, the Philadelphia Phillies were 100 to 1. They were the biggest underdog ever to go to the World Series. I mean, literally 2022. And we finish it with, you know, thank God we got that TCU game snuck in on the last day of the year. They were 200 to 1. They go to the championship. And of course, tying props up into this, like that is the perfect props up scenario. You grab a long shot team they get as close as humanly possible to winning. And then you sell that ticket on PropSwap locking in cash. Of course, buyer gets the best odds in the country by betting on that team. If you price it that way and then seller can time that perfectly and get cash and get paid cash for that ticket. Um, It just, that's, that's exactly how you want to play it. So yet again, we, we finished 2022 with the biggest college football long shot ever getting the championship.
0: Yeah. And. You know, I, I think both of us would agree, you know, that if, if you take all the sports, the team that would, or the sport that would be least likely to offer this type of long shot would be college football, right? right. It is so top heavy. It's always the same, guy. it's always the same teams. Uh, but it's funny that, so uh, like, like I mentioned, TCU longest shot ever to reach the, the football, the college football playoff. And number two and number three were last year with Mich- with Michigan and Cincinnati. So we are kind of on this trend now of, of uh, long shot teams you know preseason long shot teams having a real shot uh to make the to make the the playoff and i think that number is only going to expand with with the 12-team playoff of course uh, i mean tulane looked great yesterday i mean that, that was a crazy game against usc and like they could give a team a run for their you know any team a run for the money if they're yeah. putting up that many points against usc um so uh i think you know, heading into next college football season, I think bettors would be smart to start looking down the odds boards and say, OK, who's got a great quarterback and a, and a good coach um, and, a, and a decent defense that could, you know, string some wins together. Um, yeah it's crazy uh and the the action on prop swap was fantastic during, during both of those games uh if you don't know um if you if you have it if you're you know the original seller of a ticket or if you purchased a ticket on prop swap those can be sold during the game we offer live suggested prices during the game right so as soon as someone scores or there's a turnover that price will update uh that will kind of you know help you in terms of how much you should sell for of course you're always able to list it for whatever price you want but that i think you know this improvement with 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 our system in the last uh 12 to 16 months has really uh increased the in-game sales when you get down to like the semifinals or the finals because sellers feel they're educated and then they're pricing it at, at good prices that buyers are interested in so uh we were selling all four teams during those games um you know people were you know holding on to their Michigan tickets and then right when they kind of got back into the second half they were they cashed out at the exact right moment uh people got some real good deals on TCU tickets when I thought the the, the lead might slip so um definitely on Monday night's championship game and, and we'll, we'll get a little more into that in stake or swap but definitely something to be looking on prop swap because you will find good deals if you're looking to buy uh and then if you're holding a ticket uh you can it'll be really easy to sell and it will be plenty of liquidity on on the website during that game so I'm I'm very excited for that game uh however I think it should be mentioned though that uh as a 13 and a half point favorite Georgia is the biggest title game favorite since Nebraska who was also a 13 and a half point favorite versus Tennessee in 1998 so we have our biggest championship favorite uh in in what almost 25 years um so uh but hey, I we'll, we'll get to it later, but I think I think TCU could be live. We'll 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 see. I think uh I think people are still kind of overlooking TCU and, you know, Georgia um in a in a huge spot, they the almost blew it. Um but uh you know, one one other kind of crazy thing about that that second game, that Georgia Ohio State game was uh as Ohio State was lining up for the potential game-winning field goal, It was literally as the seconds were counting down towards midnight on the east coast uh and counting down towards sports betting going live in ohio uh and so if you haven't seen the videos um casinos all across the state of ohio were having these new year's eve slash uh sports betting launch parties that was all going to culminate in in you know ball drops and then you can go make some sports bets what they didn't realize when they planned these things out was that their beloved Buckeyes would be in a game that would take four hours long and uh if you see some of these videos uh let's just say the the people in these rooms were not celebrating the new year they were they were pretty downtrodden uh and so not the best way to I would say kick off sports betting in 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 Ohio
1: yeah super ironic that um, it seems like you know the Browns are more of a Northern Ohio uh, fandom, and the uh, Bengals are more of like a Southern Ohio fandom. Like Ohio State is basically universally loved in that state, um, so that is their baby. And for them to go down at uh, basically twelve perfectly midnight in the state of Ohio the entire state is on East Coast time um for them to go down at exactly midnight was was quite an entry into the world sports betting so buckle up for more of those would be my advice yeah
0: yeah there was no <laughs> there was no uh balloon you know uh party poppers going off it was it was I think uh swear words and uh people throwing things um but uh, but yeah, um, not to uh, bear the headline, sports betting officially live in Ohio. Um, that's a, it's gonna be a huge state, tons of sport. I mean, I can't that's got to be a top three state in terms of uh, sports fandom, just like you know, with all the different uh, sports teams, uh, you and I, Luke have had plenty of experience with Cleveland uh we've been uh, active there for several years we do uh we have lots of friends there and, and do quite a bit of marketing so um you know wh- what are your thoughts do you think on on, on sports betting in Ohio is it going to be similar to Pennsylvania New Jersey uh or do you think it could be
1: you know bigger than that I don't think it will be bigger than New Jersey a billion dollars a month is is really incredible for new jersey to be doing that new jersey is just such a densely populated state it's it is the most densely populated state in america from top to bottom per uh, per mile per person so it's going to be tough to beat that uh, ohio basically just has those two larger cities and cincinnati is not a huge city um and and cleveland this population is is declining as well but ohio will absolutely be a top 10 state it may crack a top five um on a on a really popular month you know this would be perfect with you know if ohio state had one plus you know if the browns are relevant plus you know of course diamond mitchell is doing great in cleveland so a lot of good uh noteworthy sports teams in the state of ohio but browns are down so i i don't think that will uh it will crack top three status but top 10 consistently um, just <laughs> there's not a ton of things to do in Ohio besides watch sports and those cold winters for five to six months of the year. So we we continue to believe in Ohio. We've Like you said, we've been there for three years now and we advertise a lot there and we're big fans of that state. So super exciting. I'm really glad that they're live and uh, fanatics it's, uh, did not go live on January 1st. Very, very interesting with the balance sheet that they have. They, of course, just raised seven hundred million dollars about three weeks ago, so I, I don't know what we're waiting for there. Um, if you're gonna be live in January or February, you couldn't prioritize your developers and platform provider to make sure that you're ready in Jan one. Like if you're not gonna launch until the end of twenty twenty three, that that's a different story. But it seems like their goal is we're gonna do this before the Super Bowl, which is you know of course on F- Sunday February twelfth. So. I'm not really sure what the issue was, but kind of a weird omission was was Fanatics not being on that go live um you know twelve oh one midnight strike.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about fanatics last week on our in our top five podcast, which uh which has some great some great feedback. Um I would agree. I, I think it you know if you do everything you can to be part of the day one launch. Uh I personally think it's it would be a tad short sighted to just assume that, you know, whatever we can launch five six seven weeks later and we'll we'll be able to you know make up that market share i firmly believe that people they pick their sport their their one two maybe three sports books within the first couple of weeks and then they stick with them Mm. um to 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 think that you can come in months later and then have everyone switch to your sports book i think uh is is a difficult thing to do and it's much easier to gain market share if you're there day one um something we didn't really touch on when talking about fanatics last week was the fact that we still don't know you know what type of tech they're going to be using right whether there there's been rumors that they would acquire a sportsbook company and use their tech uh, obviously you can go the third party route and just license someone else's tech but then there's really no customization there uh, and then the other route is to build your own tech which takes way too long uh for their particular go live strategy so uh, I have to imagine that that has to have been pl- played some part in the fact that they weren't live January one. Is that they do not have their their tech figured out yet? So that is another kind of question mark uh, re- regarding fanatics. Uh, the other, the other kind of uh, news and notes already coming out of Ohio. Uh, we we've mentioned you know pen pen uh, slash barstool their struggles, but uh, this this kind of popped up last week. Uh, DraftKings was already fined three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Uh, for mailing uh, roughly 2,500 advertisements to people under the age of 21, uh, which uh, that happened in November. Uh, I have to imagine, this is just my, my personal guess, this is somehow related to their DFS database. Right. You could be 18 to play DFS, have to be 21 right. to bet on sports. Uh, and somehow those two things got mixed and they started mailing out things to their DFS database and maybe didn't check or it was just by mistake that, you know, some 19 year olds got some uh, sports betting mailers uh, in the mail. But uh, Ohio is not messing around uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to underage gambling. Uh, like I said, they've already fined Penn Barstool uh, for basically uh a college football show that Barstool did on uh a an Ohio college campus that basically advertised Barstool Sportsbook also uh alcohol um on a college campus so um they're definitely taking responsible gaming seriously which which I appreciate but uh yeah they they're not messing around
1: yeah yeah i I'd, I'd be stunned if draftkings like on accident uh sent these out and didn't know the dobs of their of their dfs customers i think that's probably on purpose and they got they got caught with it um by the ohio gaming commission like they, that is we we do you know dob based advertising like that's literally question number one in your database is like how old are these people so um yeah i i don't think that was an accident but um yeah yeah they, they didn't look at the rules properly in the state of Ohio and they got caught so but yeah completely agree the state of Ohio the Ohio Gaming Control Commission is not messing around um finding both Penn and DraftKings before either company has even gone live so we will be interesting to monitor those uh more those other infractions to come as I'm sure those won't be the only two companies that get popped for sure um and then
0: uh another you know little news and note coming out of the uh, the regulatory world um, New Jer- the New Jersey Department of Gaming suspended betting on the Citrus Bowl, uh, which included LSU and Purdue. Uh, and the reason was that uh, there was a violation in terms of a coach Um, who was on one of the teams uh, and who had a relationship with a sports book. Now, this was not specifically stated, but pretty much everyone familiar with the situation relates this to Drew Brees uh, being um, a paid endorser of PointsBet Sportsbook. uh, And then in mid-December, accepting a interim uh, coaching role. On the Purdue staff, uh, obviously uh, Drew Brees was a Purdue legend, uh, I, you know and he just took a basically a, a gig to you know be an interim you know, assistant coach for, for, for one game, and that caused the New Jersey Department of Gaming to have every sports book, not just points bet, every sports book in New Jersey void every bet on the Citrus Bowl made after December 15th, which was when the the announcement was made. Now I bring this up because LSU absolutely scraped. Purdue. And uh, if I had a bet on LSU, and then I, my bet was voided, and I couldn't bet anywhere else on LSU, I would be pretty furious. Um, And uh, it's funny, because several weeks ago, I I spoke to someone who was close with points bet. And, you know, given the stuff with mass, you know, their, you know, Massachusetts, and all these other states, they knew that uh drew Brees accepting this role would would cause some issues and the they got ahead of it like even before new jersey made this announcement they said that they were severing ties with drew Brees because of this role uh this interim coaching role at purdue but that still did not stop uh new
1: jersey from from avoiding these bets uh what what were your thoughts on that yeah uh, i i understand new jersey's take i you can't be having an employee of a sports book also being a coach for the college team. Like, I get it. I I understand you need to separate those two with very distinct, you know, lines. So um, (laughs) I also agree with you. If I had an LSU bet, and I think most people would probably bet LSU in that game. If you're looking at the two rosters, LSU is just loaded, and they had a pretty solid season giving – um given brian kelly's first season down there um i would also be very frustrated if my back guy boy and i couldn't get down anywhere else living in new jersey so i get both sides 100 percent.
0: yeah um the, the only thing though uh is that so one comes to mind in particular and i think there's an at least an, another one but Connor mcdavid is an active player in the nhl and is also a bet mgm representative and so yeah. what's the difference between a, an active player versus an active coach i'm no. not too sure um i know you can bet on nhl games you know you can you can bet on oilers games in, in new jersey um but that 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 was a kind of a surprising thing to me was that you can that and i think like the Connor mcdavid thing does you know having an active player as a and M- bet mgm endorser doesn't get talked about enough
1: to- completely agreed that why, i don't think anyone in my opinion if you're an active player should have a relationship with a sports book the only exception i could possibly think of is a very very strict um fixed cash payment per year like no matter how good bet does they make a billion dollars make a million dollars like McDavid is going to get 1.5 million dollars right he gets a very fixed cash payment regardless of performance I have to imagine that's what the bet MGM deal looks like but I still am not a huge fan of any active player or active coach getting payment from a sports book um You know, but again, the only exception I could possibly think of that would pass that sniff test is a very, very strict fixed payment and not um, floating based on the performance of, of exports book like MGM
0: yeah there if you're an active player and especially a a marquee one at that, there are a million things you can endorse yeah, right? right like just stay away from from booze from gambling from tobacco, and you can do all that stuff after you're uh after watches. You're retired.
1: yeah watches equipment there's there's a million industries that will pay yeah. you a ton of cash um
0: but uh, moving on, um, just to uh, wrap up this past week of uh, of NFL, um, it, it is the second to last week, NFL Week 17. Uh, and when you look at the results, I, I think the number one story right now in the NFL has to be the the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have they're on four straight wins, um, and here are their Super Bowl odds over that win streak, uh, starting with Week 13. They were entering that week they were 280 to one to win the Super Bowl uh week 14 they were on a bye then entering week 15 their odds dropped to 210 to one week 16 130 to one week 17 60 to one and now entering week 18 30 to one uh and it wasn't just the fact that the won four straight games but they have been helped out um by the other you know the the teams competing for the number six and number seven wild card spots in the nfc they also suffered some losses so there was a point in time where green bay didn't just have to win out win the last five games but they had to have some help and they got that help and now they control their own destiny they, they control their own destiny entering uh the game against the vikings which they won handedly uh and now all that stands between them and a playoff spot uh is a win uh, as a home win against the lions uh, that will uh, be on sunday night football uh, and then kind of one other note about the packers um, that uh, occurred on prop swap on christmas eve so if you recall the packers played on christmas day they did not play on christmas eve but on christmas eve uh, after the other wildcard teams lost that was the giants the commanders uh the seahawks and the lions all four team all four of those teams lost on christmas eve a prop swap customer purchased a packer super bowl ticket with a collect amount of twenty five thousand dollars, he purchased that ticket for one hundred and thirteen dollars. Those were odds of two hundred and twenty to one uh, for the buyer. Uh, and now, as I mentioned, their odds are thirty to one. That ticket he purchased for one hundred thirteen dollars is now worth eight hundred dollars if he chose to to resold that. Uh, and so. And that's just one of many Packers tickets uh, that have increased in value. There were people who were just absolutely jumping ship uh, midway through the season, and I couldn't blame them. Um, you know, if they hadn't come back against, against the Cowboys, their, their season would have been done. Um, but just, I think that this is a, a crazy story in the making already. Uh, I, I don't think there's anyone out there who thinks they're going to lose to the Lions on Sunday. Yeah. I think everyone is just expecting them to make the playoffs. And, and you know, Aaron Rodgers, The the irony here, though, is that. The past couple of seasons, the Packers have gone in as huge favorites of the NFC and have always disappointed. And now they're coming in as like a big underdog. And for some reason, people are just expecting that a different playoff Aaron Rodgers is, is going to show up.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was the owner of the 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 hundred thirteen dollar ticket purchase, that would is not worth eight hundred. Like, question number one: Are you ever going to sell this? It has to be yes, right? Like, at some point throughout this playoff push you're going to have to sell this now you know we'll see what Jalen Hurts health can do of course the Cowboys have looked strong the Niners look (laughs) what they're doing with Brock Purdy is is just amazing like they look they literally look like a Super Bowl team and they're doing this with a guy that was drafted dead last in the NFL draft this year so um they're they're a crazy successful team given the circumstance like you have to be selling this ticket at some point versus one of those three teams so it's just a matter of when to me um so yeah I you can't hold this till the till the, the Super Bowl they're not going to the Super Bowl and I don't even think to go to the NFC Championship so um I would be posting that at new odds you know the, like you said the odds are 30 to one i would post it on props on and odds to 20 to one and see if someone buys it before this weekend
0: yeah yeah um and if and the irony here is that if the seahawks beat the rams uh in the afternoon then that would eliminate the lions and then the lions would have nothing to play for uh and and you know that you know if the packers do win that game and go to the playoffs that number like you said is going to probably drop to 20. so yeah. um Yeah, it's it's just it's just a crazy story. And then, you know, you really touched on. I think the other crazy story right now is is this race for the 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 number one seed in in the NFC. It was it seemed all but locked up for the Eagles. uh, And now with this hearse injury, two straight losses. Meanwhile, the 49ers are are rolling. Uh, The Cowboys are still uh, alive for the division and the number one seed Um, that that positioning is huge right only one team gets that bye week they all want that um and I mean especially the Eagles with the with a hurt Lane Johnson a hurt uh Jalen Hurts I think more people are talking about it but I feel like not enough people are talking about the effect of the Lane Johnson injury yeah and I know you're close I know you're close you know close with Gabe we talked to um anything you can you can mention about that without
1: you know um yeah, it, there's not a ton of inside information. It is a very serious injury, um, you know, and I think they um, they have tried to talk to management and be like, hey, like, if we can play without getting surgery, like, will you, you know, help us out financially going to the next season? And that seems to be an agreement. So, um, yeah, I can't give away too many specifics there, but, like, those, those deals are approached. Like, it's not like these players will say, oh, yeah, you know, let me do this for free. But if I come back and, you know, I do get hurt, like I need to be covered here going into next season because they're, you know, his plan is to play for many more years. Um, So, you know, that that's definitely a discussion that's um, been been had. So, um, yeah, I I agree with you. I honestly like and then Josh wet they're they're, uh, I believe said a D end really uh, had his best season yet. He's hurt he then went to the hospital this is another guy that went to the hospital this past weekend extremely sad I hope he's okay I'm sure he's not in nearly the condition that Hamlin is in which is, of course extremely sad but um you know I think uh the Lane Johnson industry is is super critical to this Eagles team so um they need to figure it out and if they they just need to stay alive for him to come back and even when, we, when he does come back I don't think he's going to be 100 percent. so definitely something to factor in even when when and if Jalen Hurts does come back with their without their Pro Bowl right tackle, it's going to be a, a tough postseason. Yeah.
0: Um, so th- this is could be one of the most exciting final weeks of the season we, we, we've had in a while, just because there's mm-hmm. so much, you know, playoff berths, divisions uh, and seedings up for grabs. And especially, like I said, like where we only one teams getting the bye week, that is just uh, that much more important. So uh, definitely going to be uh, an exciting week uh, for, for the NFL. Uh, and so uh, without further ado, uh, that brings us to this week's edition of Steak or Swap. First up, we will circle back to the college football championship, uh, which will take place on Monday night, uh, TCU versus Georgia at SoFi Stadium in, in Los Angeles, uh, the home of last year's Super Bowl. Um, as we mentioned earlier, TCU opened at two hundred to one, but now they are sitting at plus three sixty five. Uh, Luke, are you
1: staking or swapping TCU? I am going to swap TCU, and the, the reason is simply: if you got this team at the, as we discussed at length on this episode, if you got this team at the biggest underdog price in the in the history of the c- CFP, you got to sell this. And here's why. So a hundred dollars at two hundred to one odds would collect twenty thousand dollars. Right. If this thing if they win on Monday night at SoFi, it would pay twenty thousand. Now, what you could do if you sell this ticket on Prop up your hundred dollar bet on Prop it is currently worth forty three hundred dollars. So you you'd net around four thousand bucks after our commission, take fifteen hundred of that. Make a new bet on TCU, that new bet would pay seven grand. Right? Current odds, take fifteen hundred, put it on TCU, that pays seven thousand. And you've also got twenty five hundred dollars in your pocket from Prop Swap. So now if they win on Sunday night and you sell your ticket, you would get ten thousand dollars, almost ninety-five hundred dollars on TCU if they win this thing. And If they lose, you still got $2,500 in your pocket off a $100 wager, that's a 25X winner. So, you know, I feel like people always, or at least 99% of the time, they look at what it could collect and they're like, I wouldn't take a dollar less than $20,000. And that's the problem with sports betting. And again, if you 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 wanna hedge this thing, you gotta lay minus 490 right now, like to profit, a thousand, you got to put up, put up almost $5,000. Like most gamblers, if you bet a hundred bucks on TCU, probably don't have that capital laying around. So sell it on props off, make a new bet, take, a, you know, 1500 of their proceeds and make a new bet on TCU. You're getting almost 10 grand if they win on Monday night. Cause I understand not wanting to get off TCU. You've wrote this team so far. You don't want to sit there on Monday night and have nothing to root for. Like you want to still be rooting for TCU. So sell it this week take some cash from us, go make another bet on TCU, and you get the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. um, I will swap TCU as well. Um, And the other thing I'll just mention is that I mean, not only did they begin the year at two hundred to one, but they were as high as eighty to one in November. So, like, there sure. are a yeah. multitude of of high numbers you could have gotten on this on this team. It just doesn't. It's like they went from two hundred to one to twenty to one in, in they, a couple of weeks. They were um, yeah, they were twenty they were, to one last were, week, of course. Yeah, I mean, and they were still on the outside looking in for for quite some time. Um, and it really wasn't until like, I mean, really, they sweated it out until the end that that they were going to make the uh the the playoff. Um. You know, and I, I'm just looking at our at our database. I mean, I'm there was there's tons of props on customers who got who got huge numbers uh, by buying TCU tickets uh, throughout the year. Uh, the other caveat I would throw out there is you always can sell during the game as well. Uh, and so, you know, even if TCU was up 14 to seven and some and those odds got shorter, uh, that's a perfect time I would think to to sell as well because I think I think there is a chance that TCU could come out hot uh you know have an early lead but as we saw with georgia and ohio state like georgia is never dead they are completely uh, you know poised um and i could see i could see a situation where it's a close game at halftime but then georgia comes out and and smacks them in the second half so um that's the other caveat I, i would throw out there obviously the 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 safest uh route is to sell before the game but I would also just kind of throw that in there that you can always sell during the game as well and um you know if you think that TCU could get out to a hot first quarter you could make even more money by by selling during the game so that's the other caveat I would I would throw in there but uh I will swap uh TCU as well um moving on uh switching sports time to talk a little NBA uh player awards Um, The current favorite to win defensive player of the year is uh, the Grizzly center Jaron Jackson uh, at plus 155. Uh, I will go first. I will swap uh, Jaron Jackson. Um, He is coming back from injury and he's had some great stats. Um, you know he he leads the league in blocks um you know he 's he 's putting up points now the uh The only caveat is that he 's only played twenty games so far out of the possible thirty six and he 's only averaging twenty six minutes per game uh and so it, and that's compared to Brooke Lopez, who was the previous favorite, who has played 35 out of a possible 36 games. And so I think people are getting kind of wrapped up in this guy's uh, performance coming back from injury. But he is injury prone. Um, you know, he's definitely someone they're going to want healthy for the playoffs. And so, you know, last year, there was kind of a, a similar situation with Bam Adebayo, the 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 Heat Center, where he put up great numbers, but he didn't play enough games um, to, to win the Defensive Player of the Year. And so I think... When looking at some of these player awards you can't just look at the raw stats uh you got to look at how many games they're playing because voters take that into account a guy that has a little worse stats but played 20 you know played 75 games versus someone who played 55 games that's going to be held held against him so uh, jaron jackson actually was as high as 55 to 1 odds to win this award back in november uh partly because he was out with injuries and so if you got you know he was one of the preseason favorites then went up to 55 to 1 because of the injuries and if you got one of these long shot numbers i would be swapping right now at plus 155 because uh you just don't know what's get the the rest of season is going to hold and especially for someone who has proven to be uh injury prone um you know you you just can't take that risk in terms of missing uh, a a certain number of games so uh i will swap jaron jackson at plus 155
1: yeah completely agree here this is simply based on the math like if you're able to lock in plus 155 on a season that's not even at the all-star break yet that is a lock there's no other answer to this question besides selling a plus 155 with you know not even at the halfway point of the nba season you got to take the cash and run especially with brick lopez like you said looking strong Giannis is on the leaderboard for being defensive player of the year so No other answer to this question besides selling a plus 155 in January. Amen.
0: Um, So that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, enjoy the last week of the NFL season, enjoy the college football championship, and we will be back next week with an all-new episode of the Prop Swap Podcast.